1: i feel like i have missed y'all i don't feel like i have missed you guys i miss you. my colts fans man I, i'm not talking about you rashad i miss the colts fan <laughs> i miss i miss you guys too but i'll get to y'all in a minute but guys i know it's been a little you know a little crazy the last three weeks i haven't done a show and what we haven't done a show all together in about what nearly a month, maybe?
0: Oh, it's got to have been. I mean, we it, me and Rashad were talking about it on Monday. It feels like we've not all three been on the same Zoom call in forever. Like I was moving, I'm officially all moved in officially. So that's that's nice. I mean, Rashad had a trip he went on, so he missed yeah. a show. Michaels had the Mavs playoffs and been putting that as a priority over us because he hates us over there with the Mavs. That's a fact. Too.
1: Look, man, I had a freaking show. We were doing like four shows in a week. So we had to talk about something. But guys, uh, like Destin said, I love my Mavs. Unfortunately, we took an ass whooping. Uh, but don't worry. Luca put the league on notice. Once again, he submitted himself as the next face of the league. Or maybe already since LeBron wants to be a crybaby. But uh, anyways, so we're back talking Colts football. Okay, a lot has not been going on. It's dead, period. But the crew is finally back, okay? It's return of the mic, all right? We got okay. Destin Adams. We got Rashad McGinnis. Guys, I, I'm i just happy to be all back together. I got my Dr. B right here. You already know what it's about to be. I mean, I'm about to give these fools the business, all right? It's it's time to bring logic back to the booze stable. <laughs> uh, it's time to, you know, bring reality back. So I am glad to come back and educate you guys all right so now getting into the first topic i mean you guys last week i wasn't on the show but a big trade went down within the afc south okay unfortunately it wasn't us i know i've always said go get freaking julio jones he could have my babies and i'm a man so (laughs) that's just how i always felt about it but ultimately he went to the titans guys y'all had some good stuff to say about it me personally i mean it didn't surprise me. Colts Twitter freaked out. They got scared or something like that. But the same thing I, I said about Trevor Lawrence. I love you, Julio. Welcome to the AFC South, but you about to catch him ass whooping. All right. That that's just how it's gotta be. Um, it did make the Titans better. They got better, more options. Uh, Julio, man. I mean, rock. I'm, I mean, if you want me to start writing an obituary, I mean, I can cause Jesus, I mean, I, I, I just don't want to line up against Julio twice a year, okay? That, that's just my thing. I don't know how Marshawn Lattimore did it, but, I mean, this is going to be brief, but Julio, man, he's inside the AFC South now. Uh, the, those games got a lot tougher, although I don't know why the Titans are just forgetting that they need a secondary to win a championship in the league. So, I mean, you got guys like Richard Sherman, Stephen Nelson out there, and you're trading for a wide receiver. That's not going to put you over. I mean, that's that's just not. Ryan Tannehill is a very good quarterback. Um, we, we've clowned him because he's a Titan, but he is a very good quarterback. You got Derek Henry, you got A.J. Brown, you got Julio Jones. That is great. That is a great offense. But you do kind of need a defense to step on the field for you. So I'm not entirely sure the moves they've made on that side of the ball is really moving the needle for them because offense this day and age, it matters, but defense still matters just as much as it did in 2010. You got to have one. So, um, Hey, I don't really have much, much else to say. Welcome to the AFC South Julio. Uh, just like Atlanta, you're going to know what second place feels like in the AFC South from now on. So that's not a shot. I still love you, but, uh, yeah.
0: Follow your boy back. (laughs) Um, yeah, I mean, we talked about it a lot on Monday. Me and Rashad did. We, we went into it. I mean, Julio Jones is a special talent. Um, I, I don't really like to fit in Tennessee as much as others do, but we'll, we'll, see. we'll see how it all goes down. I mean, you can't sit here and just be scared of the Titans because they added a receiver. I, I've never seen a receiver get added to a team, and then they all of a sudden go from mediocre to a Super Bowl contender. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Hey, man, Emmanuel Sanders changed that
1: 49ers offense big time,
2: big time. And then he got overthrown in the Super Bowl to
1: win the game. Right, right. Oh, my God. I still can't believe that happened. But Rashad, uh, anything that you have to respond? Um, Not much. Like like you said, welcome to the
2: AFC South, Julio Jones. Uh, i seen the uh, video uh, in the league on notice saying that defenses are going to have to pick their poison. And the Colts defense is definitely the best defense in this division. And we will be ready. We will rise to the challenge. And hopefully, Eberflus is game planning for Julio
1: right now. And uh, one thing that I actually did want to harp on with this topic, not necessarily getting, you know, much more into Julio, but guys, I think, you know, the, the playoff appearances that the Colts have made, the wild cards, they've been good. But we really got to get back to winning the division. We, we really have to. That's that's important. And, you know, last year, you know, I can't remember the names, but people were coming out saying Frank Reich just wants to get to the playoff. He doesn't care about the division. That That is BS. He cares about the division. Uh, the Colts need to get back to caring about the division. Again, everything is up in the air. The AFC South is wide open, okay? The Colts are not the – favorite i don't think the titans are the favorite but if you want to give them the benefit of the doubt because they've won it the last two years be my guest they've earned that right They're they are two times so
0: so what you're saying is they should be like equal favorites
1: they should be uh, maybe not even equal favorites just i mean there's questions on the titans there's questions on the colts i don't really see who really has the advantage our defense looks good but Pass rush, ma- pass rush, major question. Third corner, who's gonna match up against AJ Brown or Julio? Major question. Linebacker depth, major question. I mean, and on their defense, linebackers, is Jayon Brown even gonna be the same? Is Bud Dupree even gonna be good? Is their secondary gonna hold up? There, there's too many questions for me to say that there's an indefinite for sure uh favorite here, but I love I, I love the balance in it. The Jacksonville Jaguars. We don't know what they could be, but, hey, I mean, they, they do have some solid pieces on the team. They could be rejuvenized by a rookie. I'm not even going to mention the team over in Houston. But I do like the balance in, in the division. So where are you guys at, you know, feeling where the Colts match up or, or anything like that?
0: I'll let you go first, Rashad.
2: Um, I like I positioning right now. Uh, I had us as slight as the slight favorite. As far as the rosters, as both teams' roster over Tennessee before making this move, now I would probably um, I may edge Tennessee just uh, just by a hair. It just depends on a lot of those question marks being answered by the coach, which is uh, why later on we're going to discuss what, what steps the team needs to make in order to become Super Bowl contenders because we have a lot of questions. But I'm encouraged by what we have on our roster. A lot of those questions that we have, we have the players to be able to answer those questions. We're just not sure what exactly level they're going to play at this season. But it's not always outside of our house where you have to find answers. You know, you can you can upgrade within your own roster through player development. And that's what these coaches are here for. These position coaches, that's their number one job to develop these players. And hopefully you can improve from within.
0: I think the Colts will be the favorite in Vegas wise. I just think DraftKings, FanDuel, whatever you use like that, my guess would be the Colts are going to be the favorite to win the division week one. Um, That's just kind of what I've gotten from the public media. Um, I refuse to bet on the Colts ever. Um, I I just don't bet on my teams ever. Don't like it. It feels like bad juju. Um, If I had to guess, um, I'd probably give the Titans the slight edge. Um, just because they won it last year, you have to give them that respect. They did technically make moves to try to um, improve that pass rush that was just awful last year. Um, the secondary, in my opinion, got worse. Um, There's a lot of questions, like like Michael said, but I'd probably give the Titans a slight edge. But if I had to guess week one, Vegas is going to have the Colts as the favorite to win the division. I mean,
1: I'm giving the Titans the edge out of respect. I mean, that that's basically why I'm doing it with – how this division is set up, I mean, I like our pieces, obviously, at Leonard and Buckner and the safety duo. I, I like those. But, I mean, that's just, rock your sin, what's going to happen there. I mean, we sat down with Matt Iberflues, and he talked about the third corner role. And, I mean, it's, it's important. So, yeah, I mean, moving forward, um, again, it's a dead period. I mean, it's really just on who's going to prepare better. And I mean, you got to think that these guys have got to be motivated at at least to line up against one of the best receivers in the game. Who's been the best over the last six years. So that's that's really all I got to say on that matter. We don't want to harp on it too much. I just wanted to give my opinion because I've been gone for a while. But so, I mean, if. Yeah, I. I thought I had something, but nah, it's just a, a blunt memory. But moving on to the next topic, guys, we're going to get into some college football, okay? We got to get into this because this, this is interesting, okay? So right. we've all been c- complaining about a playoff, you know, this 14 playoff that is bad, in my opinion. I just, four teams is just not a playoff. Um, you know, there's people complaining that Alabama's always in and then a blue blood program like Ohio State is overtaking other programs. But now, Dustin, you're gonna you're you're gonna be here to help us. You're gonna tell us what this new proposal is that is coming out.
0: Yeah, and this topic, we just want to go ahead and say thank you to Fansided. This is the official Colts podcast of Fansided. You're listening to the Blue Stable. And as Michael said, the college football playoff is expanding to 12 teams, is in the process of going over a proposal that looks like it should pass for the future at least. Um, and what that recommendation is coming from. I'm getting this from Ross Dellinger from Sports Illustrated Now, um, who tweeted today saying, sources tells him that the college football playoff is working as a group that is recommending a 12-team playoff that would include the six highest-ranked conference champs and six at large. The four highest-ranked champs of their conference get a bye while the other eight would play in first round games on campus so the thing that really stood out to me about all this was if you're a Notre Dame fan um, we're, we're talking to Colts fans Indiana based guys if you're a Notre Dame fan this sucks um, for you I mean unless you're willing to join a conference which they've not been willing in the past for multiple reasons you're just gonna Never get a buy. Uh, I mean, you could you could get one of the eight other eight other spots. I mean, technically, because you're not a conference champ, there's actually only six spots available for Notre Dame. But you're never getting a buy if you're Notre Dame. People on Twitter seem very split on this. They either love it or hate it. To me, it's not the perfect solution. I, I don't think this is what I would do, but it's better than four teams. I mean, no matter what they do, it's going to be a step forward. So I don't know how anyone could be upset. Because I'm sick of watching a 14 playoff. It just seems pointless. Yeah, I mean, I
1: like the mad, the variety of matchups you can get in college. I mean, and plus these these teams like UCF, Coastal Carolina, uh, even BYU and Cincinnati. I mean we we want to see how they measure up. I mean, that's that's why you love the variety of teams that are in a playoff, especially at the amateur level in college. You just love what they bring to the table, and, I mean, I I just don't know why people, I mean, people are never going to be satisfied. People hate the 14 playoff, then they add more teams in to give more teams opportunity. Oh, we hate this as well. I mean, guys, dude, really? You may hate it, but I'm going to enjoy every single game of it. That's what I'm going to do. I mean, I want to see Cincinnati and Desmond Ritter. I want to see how he comes back, if he's going to play Georgia, Alabama. I want to see how he measures up. I want to see... Spencer Radler, I want to see Sam Howe cuz you know North Carolina may not even be in that conversation but if he does, I want to see him on a big stage. And of course, I mean next year's national champions, I want to see TCU, you know, see what teams they're going to draw and how they're going to dominate, how bad they're going to dominate them. So Michael, Michael, it, I
0: said I said this is a 12 team playoff.
1: <laughs> yeah, a 12 team playoff. They're going to dominate their way. They're going to open up at home. He's talking
0: about
2: lacrosse.
1: Not I think football. I think what Michael thought. We're not is even that good at lacrosse. I, I thought
0: Mike. I think what Michael thought I said is that the Big Twelve was having a tournament. Uh, he thought uh, TCU could be a top twelve Big Twelve team. Oh, Mike, that's twelve teams. Not even the twelve country. teams in the Big Twelve. <laughs> and so TCU can get in, dude. We, <laughs> we
1: really should add Cincinnati to the Big Twelve. But hey, man, TCU looking good. All right, stop hating. But uh, yeah, th- there are some. Questions that I need to see, but I do like the makeup of our team early on. But anyway, this isn't TCU, even though it's going to be at the end of next season. So, guys, is there any specific, you know, team that you're possibly looking at that didn't get in last year, whether if it's a SEC or small school team?
2: I'm a USC fan, so I'm rolling with USC Long all number. day. Fight on Trojans. Hey, hey, you better respect it. Michael Pittman went there. So you, you, you want to be. Encouraging oh, I thought program. you said
1: I thought I thought you were gonna say LSU okay
2: oh no Never mind. Never no mind. they just won a national championship no need hey, to even bring them hey
0: up. hey what what about Liberty? See, I think the coolest part is it's just going to include more teams. I don't care who it is that gets in. Right. um, I'm a big Indiana Hoosier fan uh, for all sports. It's been tough to, like, watch football for the last decade for Indiana. Um, But Tom Allen is right in that ship. Um, I I thought they should have got a New Year's Six Bowl last year personally. Um, I mean, of anybody except for Alabama, of course – they looked like the best team Ohio State played all year, and that includes Clemson. If you like, just look at the game and how it went, like oh, yeah. Indiana, Indiana looked like the better team. And I'm not saying I think Indiana would have beat Clemson last year. I'm just saying off the only duplicate competition to go off of, I'm just really interested to see not the same four to six teams in the playoff every single year. Like the only teams we've ever gotten to see a chance at it national championship is Alabama, Oklahoma, Georgia, here and there, Ohio state Clemson every
1: year. It's Alabama Clemson storyline every year.
0: I And mean, I mean, that's just because it's a Dabo Sweeney, um, Nick Saban storyline. Yeah. But I and, mean,
1: credit to those two coaches. They're, they're great, but now we're going to get to see some more, um, what, I don't want to say what is the word parody. I want to say there's going to be more, yeah, balance. it's going to be there's
2: upsets. More- you know, whenever you open up a tournament like this, you're more prone to see upsets, it's more prone to see the favorites least likely to make it. But the, in a 14 playoff, it's pretty much guaranteed that you're going to see the top two teams win one game and they're in, and as simple as that. But I think it's not that 12 is the best, it's just that four suck. So I'm willing to go with the 12 for right now until y'all tweak it. But I'm I'm good with it as long as it's not for The old system sucked. It wasn't really a college football playoff, per se. It's win one game and you're in the uh, national championship. And that's pretty much – it was just like a play-in game almost. I say, it's,
0: it's not going to be perfect. We still no. – the college football playoff – committee is still going to be very flawed. There's still a lot of politics that go into how they rank those teams. There'll still be a lot of politics and how those 12 teams get in. The coolest part to me of it all is they didn't say five conference champions for the, the highest seat. They said six. That means a non-power five conference champion is getting in every single year. Every year. I love that personally. Um, it, I, it, just, it just gives those kind of small schools that everyone always is like – could UCF have done it could coastal Carolina have done it? Houston Houston just in general like all these teams we've seen over these last few years that there's just so many questions about we're getting at least one non-power five conference champion in every single year once this goes in if it if it goes in I should say it looks like it is leaning towards gonna happen I really like that part that was my favorite part of it to be honest and it's
2: typically only one of those teams that everybody would consider deserves the shot to play anyway. So I think by adding one of those teams, but let's be honest here, we have six teams that's going to be at large, and that's where the scrutiny is going to come in at. The, the, yeah. the number seven ranked at large team is going to throw a fit. There's always going to be somebody upset that they didn't make the somehow,
0: Somehow, someway, the SEC will have five teams.
1: Bro, that's oh, what I was literally going to say, because I feel like like in the Big 12, no one gets any respect. Oklahoma State was better on defense but apparently there's still no defense. I mean, Oklahoma State, Oklahoma got better, but yet, I mean, the Big 12 just gets no respect, yet they keep coming out and whooping the SEC's ass. So, I mean, I, I just don't understand it. You already know Ohio State's going to get it, Alabama's going to get him, but, man, we really love Georgia, LSU, Auburn, it's already three yep. teams taking up the at-large. Yep. I mean, oh, I mean really LSU too.
0: LSU is far away from being a top-12 team again. Uh, they have a lot of things they have to write over there. So, I mean, but Florida last year probably would have got in with, like, four losses. Oh, my gosh, dude. It's, I just
1: – I mean – It's going to be a shit show, Mike. Just, just I understand yourself. it. As long – dude, I'm still so pissed off that we got screwed in 2014. I'm still so pissed off. Uh, uh, I mean, I just – Oh, that 2014 feeling. I was on my couch. I was excited. It was either TCU or Baylor. Never in my wildest dreams. Ohio State was never in my mind. It was never in my mind. Because when I watched those teams, Ohio State was not better than TCU. They just weren't.
0: You're talking about the very first year of the college football player, right? Yeah, the very first year. I watched both of those teams. That will go down as one of the biggest screw jobs that I've ever seen in college football history. I thought Baylor was going to get the nod, though.
1: I I thought so, too, because they won the outright game. mm -hmm. But, I mean, from the college football perspective, you would watch that game, and TCU dominated it. And even though I still remember that last drive, dude, freaking Chris Motley got called for a stupid pass interference on third and 10 and that's what gave Baylor the game-winning field goal I'm like where did he touch him Bryce Petty just overthrew it you can even you can hear the emotion coming back out of me seven years later but I mean you can it was just so stupid like I did not think Cardell Jones was better than Trevon Boykin I would have taken Gary over Urban our defense over theirs yes they played Alabama tough it did the last time I checked we blew out of the water an SEC West, a very good SEC West team that everyone said would beat us because we apparently played no defense. Apparently that was still a thing, but yet
0: Sam. Man, how many, year, how many years ago guys. was that? Michael is still very fiery. I, I'm still pissed I, off. I have been, I get upset about talking about just cause I hate when politics come into sports. That's just why the college football playoff, like the committee approach of picking teams. I know there's not really a scientific or a mathematical equation you could make to be able to make it better, but I hate that a group that sits in a room gets to decide how teams get in. I I just want it to be better somehow, some way. I would have just stuck to the computer. See, there were teams getting screwed that way too. I mean, Andrew Luck and Stanford got screwed out of getting to go to a national championship because of how the – BCS, that's what it was, right? Yeah, the BCS. How the BCS worked. I mean, like, the computer system is not perfect either. It's just so hard when you have them having to decide. Like, I that, mean, that's like,
1: true, too. The year TCU beat Wisconsin, they should have been in the national championship game. They were like, what, number three, number two? And you're they triggering
2: got, Michael,
0: Dustin. You're triggering. Hey, apparently. Me. apparently I, mean, but I, mean, it, I mean, the moral of the story for us. is i think we can all three agree that anything above four teams we're gonna we're gonna support
1: we're gonna love we're gonna love i mean i I hope i don't feel the feeling of 2014 i still that still pisses me off like i said in my heart of hearts i knew we were the best team in america i mean i saw it every saturday we blew teams out we dominated them on defense dominated them on offense and I think you I should. Thinking. I think you
0: should go somewhere and get a banner created that says "2014 yes. National Champs" and hang it in your yes. house. Hey, if, if UCF can do it, then we can do it. God damn it! I All believe right? it. You, you just need to find a way to do it. But uh, college football, I think it would make it a lot more exciting. We'll see what route it all goes down here in the near future but yeah this next topic um, is sponsored by one call technology one call technology is a managed telecom service provider whose senior staff has 100 plus years of experience in virtually every aspect of business communications business phone system installation and services managed telecom service providers telecom carrier management and high-speed internet head on over to One Call's website at www.onecalltech.com or give them a call at 888-585-8850 and tell them the Blue Stable sent you. And the next topic we have that I'm kind of excited to talk about, um, and Michael, I'll let you go ahead and take take the reins on it.
1: Uh, yeah, okay. So we're going to talk about what position possibly needs to be improved and all three of us are going to give, you know, our insight, our, our position. But the position for me, uh, we've done basically all we could. Signed everybody and their mama and drafted everybody and their mama at the defensive end position. Um, so <laughs> nothing left to do there. Uh, safety did nothing there. Uh, that could be one, but I'll let y'all have one of those. So my position, and I've been vocal about it, it's going to be tight end. Uh, I think for Carson, for this, for Frank, Frank Reich's specific offense, a tight end is so so important. A good, great tight end is very important. Um, I, I, I hear you guys when I talk about it on Twitter. I, I hear you. I understand all of you love Mo'Ali Cox. I understand all of you love Kylan Granson. But guys, I mean, if we're going in there banking on Mo'Ali Cox and Kylan Granson, we're fooling ourselves we are I, I hope nothing but the best for kylan i hope nothing but the best for mo but i mean guys we, we have to be better at this position i mean jack doyle my mom runs a faster 40 than him uh mo Ali cox i mean everybody keeps coming up we got to give the young guys the 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 reps but yet when molly cox gets reps he drops two balls and they turn into interceptions he gets more reps. He gets stripped on the first drive of the Green Bay game. So he's getting reps. He's just giving them back to the other tight ends. So Why why,
0: why do you want all the Mo Alley cox fans to Look, flood our comments with hate messages? Like, why do you do this not, to us?
1: Dude, it's he not makes it so hate difficult. messages. Like, it's not hate, man. Stop coming to me about Mo Ali Cox needs this, he needs that. He's had different quarterbacks, he's gotten all kinds of reps, and he still has not shown anything. I mean, what what more do we need? Just put him in one on ones, put him in seven on seven. What, the? guys? I like Mo, I like him, but if we're banking on him as our number one, I am worried. I am scared. Look at my face. I am scared. I will not buy. We Sunday can hear. I
0: mean, that. say people that are on the podcast can probably see your face Look, without even being on YouTube right now. I mean, but don't use the words you like O'Reilly Cox. It's okay that you don't like him. You don't got to. stop Lie him. Gotta, I don't. Stop. Lie detector detests, he is a, great, a lie
1: He is a great blocker. He showed good stuff last year. But what he showed me, he's not a tight end number one. That's what he showed me.
0: Michael, we did, a, basket, a, we did a basketball two. draft of Colts players, and Mo'Ali Cox played D1 basketball, and you didn't take him with your first what pick. What the hell does that got to do with It means everything.
1: It it he means, don't run around on the means, basketball
0: court. He ain't means posting everything. up guys on the football field. What are you – I, I will agree with you that I don't think Ali Cox should be a tight end one. Just don't come on here and tell the fans you like Ali Cox. Right. <laughs> I, oh, my Jesus,
1: man. Look, man, we're – as long as this is going on, we're going to have to get Mo, man. Well, me and him have to have a conversation. We got to hash it out. If he wants to play one-on-one, then I'll have no problem giving him a fade, you know, breaking his ankles and calling it a day. I have no problem with he's that. He's a
2: foot taller
0: so, than you, man.
1: I, man probably okay, probably, probably he could more post than me a foot up.
0: taller than him. He,
1: no, he's, a, geez, he's more than a foot taller oh, than you. Oh, I'm, I, I, I'm it, right? sure he is. He's like, what, six seven?
0: I, I, I want to say he's six seven or six eight.
1: Six, he's, uh, he's, he's, he's a big old like,
0: dude he's a big old power dude.
1: forward okay so but look man i i hear you guys play the young guys but there's a reason why these young guys aren't playing there's a reason why Talk okay about, mike so let
2: me ask you a question about okay. your uh about your pick um do you feel like they need to improve from within what they have already or do they need to bring somebody in
1: bring somebody in bring somebody in and Would i'm you like glad it to be? that you I'm actually glad you asked that question, Rashad. Get to that. Um, I'm actually glad you asked that question because I've been harping on it all offseason. season. Bring in Zach Ertz, you know, bring in Zach Ertz. Everybody keeps saying, I don't see the upgrade. I don't see what he brings. I see it a lot when I watch it on film. I see it a lot. I don't know where they're watching it or anything. I'm not sure if they were watching Noah Tagia in Philadelphia in training camp dropping balls. I'm not sure if we were watching the same tight end, but I was watching Zach Ertz. Okay. So, Here's, here's the thing about it, all right? People say he's not that fast but people don't know what injury he dealt with last year. They say that he wasn't successful, but I have not found one Philadelphia Eagle that was successful last year. Not even the coach who got his ass fired. Not even the GM who drafted poorly, signed poorly, managed poorly. Not even the team that gave up in week 17. I didn't see anyone successful. So quit telling me Zach Ertz doesn't do anything for the squad. He already has established chemistry. He knows 85% of the playbook already. He knows what his job will be. He can coach. Coach up Kylan Granson. He can even help coach more up Mo Ali Cox, even though he is much, much levels higher than Kylan Granson. That can help Mo Ali Cox step his game up and possibly become a tight end number one because bringing in a veteran presence like that, championship experience, been through all the highs, the lows, he can teach these young guys a few things. He can teach them. That's what it's about. I'm not asking Zach Ertz to come in here and put up George Kittle numbers, but hell, that's what y'all are asking Kylan Granson to do as a rookie. I mean, c- come on, guys. I'm not asking to have a 900-yard receiving career um, regular season, because that's not going to happen. But what he does for you, if T.Y. T. Y. Hilton's not available, Michael Pittman's not available, which he will be all season, because he is a dog, Dustin, Zach Ertz is going to provide a security blanket, okay? He's going to be much faster than Jack Doyle, okay? He runs with freaking concrete cinder blocks on his ankles, and then he- he's a for-sure catcher. The thing about Zach Ertz He can catch with his body, but he has hands, okay? Mo Ali Cox has shown that incredible one-handed catch, one of the best we'll ever see, but catches with his body a lot. And I don't like that for a pass catcher in the NFL. I don't. So when I look at what Zach Ertz could bring, again, I'm not expecting Travis Kelsey difference. I'm not expecting that but I'm expecting a more consistent offense, a guy that can get open even more, who knows how to work that middle of the field. Because I think that's what Frank Reich would ask him to do. Don't play out on the seams. Don't play outside the numbers. Work your way in the middle of the field. Help coach up Colin Granson. Get him ascending. Help out Molly Cox. I think that's how the tight end uh, room can improve.
0: I mean, I think adding Zach Ertz is always, it's only beneficial because, I mean, the relationship with Carson Wentz is there. You, if you want to make sure that Carson Wentz translates as great as he can, going and getting his favorite target within his time in Philadelphia can only help. Um, I wouldn't trade for him, and I know you wouldn't either. No, so, I, yeah. So, so I know that like we agree there. I like Marley Cox more than you do. Um, I do think that he is going to be able to produce in the tight end two to three role. And everything I've seen of Colin Granson, I think he produces day one. I do. I just feel like he can be what Trey Burton was last season, and that wasn't the best Trey Burton um, in yeah, his I was career. About to say, stuff. that's so not contributing much. So, I mean, Trey Burton made a lot of big catches last year. He he may have not had like the biggest stats, but he he, he missed he, a lot of blocks too. Well. Again, Kylan Granson's main role is to come in and be a pass-catching tight end. But, again, I think he had better more more blocking skills than people give him credit for. But I do think Kylan Granson can produce day one. I think they drafted him to produce day one. But if Zach Ertz is cut, I fully expect for him to get here. Yeah,
2: I agree with you, Mike. Uh, I think Zach Ertz is the move to make. I mean, I look at this roster and I look at this tight end room. We don't have a TE1 right now. I know we have a, a guy that used to be a TE1 and was a legit one, and we're very thankful for the role that he plays as far as a blocking tight end. But let's just be honest here. As a pass catcher, he's no longer a threat. He never was at the top of his game. He wasn't a, a, a big-time receiving threat for us. But Jack Doyle does do a lot of things well. He's a security blanket, a, of a reliable 5- to 10-yard guy that can catch intermediate routes. But if we want that guy that can – that can give us some big plays out of the passing game, which Colin Granson will be eventually. I think Zachers is the move to make. It's Carson Wentz's favorite target of his career thus far. He produced at a a Pro Bowl level from 2017 to 2019, I believe. And one of those years was an all-pro year. And one of those years, he actually had the most receptions in history for a tight end in one of those seasons. So we know he's extremely productive. Yes, he's on the older side, but... He hasn't fallen off a cliff. Zach Ertz can still produce at a high level. And I think he can produce at a higher level than any of the guys that we currently have in the room. I think Colin Granson's a good change of pace type tight end and can get in that Trey Burton role. And as he matures with the leadership of a guy like Zach Ertz, I think he can develop to what Trey Burton was peak. When he got that contract from Chicago, And he was expected to become the next big-time tight end, but he never got there due to injuries and due to the fact that Chicago just sucks. So that's the ceiling I see for Kylan Granson. I think
1: he can get there, but go ahead. So here's my my last question before we we move on. Mm -hmm. This is the problem I have with the Kylan Granson thing. Everybody keeps saying he was hand-picked. Yes, he was hand-picked, but he was a fourth-round pick for a reason. He wasn't in the first Mm -hmm. round. He's not going to come in and produce right away. That's just something that I want to get clear that that's my opinion. He's not going to produce day one. He's not. He probably won't be producing till I, I don't even know. But to come in here and say he'll, please, plan date. Now, this is my question, okay, getting to the point. I want to ask Destin this question. And kind of I want to ask Colton nason this question. When we keep saying he's going to produce day one, what is that production 80 receiving yards a game or are we talking just two catches a game what 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 is production day one that's where i'm struggling with it
0: when i say production day one i say it because i think frank wright calls plays for colin Grantson next year okay like to get him open get him down, running down the seams and everything i i think in the red zone he's going to be a guy they that is the tight end on the field next year okay
1: OK, I'll buy that. I'll buy that. I think, you know, trying to get it down in the red zone. I think I like his development there first before we started getting in between the 20s, because that's where you really start to become and take your next step as a tight end. OK, so I I'll be OK with that if you want to produce that way. Day one, I'll be OK. I'll, I'll be perfectly fine with that. But I don't really expect much of him between the 20s. That's where I'm at with the tight end position.
2: What I think he's going to benefit from is the fact that we we see the we seen the exact role that they're going to drop him in. Trey, the Trey Burton role is the exact role we have the blueprint the blueprint for it from last year. He's going to be able to study that and see exactly which role he's going to play. It's not the, nothing they have to imagine or nothing we have to draw up and kind of try to figure out. We know it already, and I think that's where he's going to benefit from. But moving on, um, the position I, I chose. I'm gonna go right through the front door here, guys. Uh, Mike went offense, so I'm gonna go defense. I'm gonna go with the pass rush. If if this team want to be considered the Super Bowl contender, it's gonna start with the pass rush. I mean, we we can't expect Quitty Pay to come in here and get us eight to ten sacks his rookie year. It's just not how it's not realistic as far as how pass rushes develop in the NFL. We see besides the physical freak guys like Chase Young and Miles Garrett. It, Quidi is not that type of guy. You know, he's not a physical freak as far as the size that he is and just be able to physically dominate tackles. It's going to come along a little bit slower. We, we do expect him to be on the field for three downs. Um, we expect him to play the run immediately, be effective in a run probably, a lot sooner than he's going to be in a passing game. Uh, we're going to need guys, veterans like Ben Banagu, Kamoka Teray. We're going to need those guys, Taekwon Lewis. Those will be the guys with the experience that we expect to see take the next step and become a pretty much a consistent pass rusher. Like I said, sacks is not the most important thing. We need to see pressures. We need to see hurries. We need to see quarterback hits, knockdowns. We need those type of things on a consistent basis. We just wasn't getting it enough from Justin Houston. Sack-wise at the end of the season, it looks like, yeah, he had a productive year. But y'all know that those sacks came in bunches. He have a game where he gets two sacks and then he have – two or three games where you don't hear anything from them. There's no pressure, there's no hurries. And those are the type of things that disrupts quarterbacks' rhythm. And that's why we've seen a lot of those quarterbacks have success on us, able to complete those short to intermediate throws comfortably because there was just no pass rush. And it started with the Jacksonville game, the first game of the season. I saw that game and said, this is going to be a long season if we're not able to get to Gardner Minshew. We're going to face a lot more tougher quarterbacks than that. We're going to face a lot better O-lines than that. So I think this team is going to live and die with the pass rush. If it's a consistent pass rush, then that can vote us into Super Bowl contention, potentially.
0: Yeah, and I think the big thing with Colts fans is Pay was like option A for everybody the entire offseason. So when they got him, they, they have this unrealistic expectation. Um, all these people saying like 10 to – 12 sacks. I mean, have not watched rookie pass rushers. Um, Like to be a pass rusher in the NFL is one of the hardest jobs in the NFL to do. Um, It's a reason that it's a top three, arguably top two positional need for most teams in the NFL. It's just that big of a deal. And for me, if he has like four to six and a half sacks next year, but we see consistent pressure, we see him winning reps on a consistent basis I will feel amazing about this pick still. My biggest fear is that Pay is going to go out next year and get like four and a half sacks, and Colts fans are going to like be so disappointed in the kid because they have such high expectations for him. And pass rush is going to have like you're going to have to get some production from some of these young guys. I mean, you lost Danico Autry, Justin Houston's gone. So whether or not we think those guys were elite playmakers that we believe they should have brought back, I mean, someone's going to have to step up. I mean, currently, if no, if we're not getting pressure on the edge, DeForest Buckner is going to get triple teamed.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I believe I actually said this on the show that I, I expect him to not produce big sack numbers and then Colts fans are just going to go irate because they think he sucks. Guys, same thing with Kylan Granson. He is a rookie. He's not coming in here with polished moves like a Miles Gary. He's not coming in with polished moves like a Khalil Mack. He's not doing – he still needs to develop as a pass rusher. That's what he needs to do. So, Dustin, I'm with you. I expect four sacks, three and a half. I expect that. that that's just – I'm not putting too much on this kid's plate. He is a kid in NFL years. I'm not putting that much on his plate. I'm not going to get mad –
0: quarterback hurries and quarterback hits quarterback more, hurries, that's important, what I more important than sacks to me
1: yeah well i mean it's quarterback hurries is a thing and quarterback hits that's always important but sometimes what you really just like to see is a guy just get home you like to see the the guy put the quarterback on the ground so uh and like what rashad w- was saying you know, Justin Houston, he he wasn't that good. There was a graphic, I think it was by shockingly PFF. They put out a graphic of like how many reps people won or something. And I was actually arguing with one of my friends that's a cowboy fan. And they're like, you had Justin Houston last year. Like there was no excuse. I'm like, what are you talking about? Where are you getting this from? He sent me a graphic and he said, last year, Justin Houston was better than Khalil Mack. I'm like, excuse me it had Justin Houston as the third rated defensive end above Demarcus Lawrence Khalil Mack I believe um the only guys that were above him were T.J. Watt and Miles Garrett apparently Justin Houston was better than everybody else that is not the case we know that for a fact he lost a lot more reps than he won a lot and it's not a close margin
0: too many football fans let all these data pages i mean it's not even just Pff Pff is just the biggest one out there so they get yeah. dogged a lot um and I actually have to defend them sometimes in our group chats because pete man pete there there is a hate club for Pff like everyone either loves it or hates them uh, I'm somewhere in the middle i think they do some good stuff i love some of their advanced um, stats that they're able to they show know, they know their football it's just these stats uh, that come I, out i like. love i love some of the advanced stats and some of the stuff they pull out but I hate their grading system. They they rule. They they deal with a lot of assumptions. They they like to put everyone on the same snap count and assume what they would do via the snap count they had. And I never do well with that. It's kind of like the per thirty six stat in the NBA when they and when you
2: just inflate the numbers based off what they did in the yeah, small sample size,
0: it, acting like everyone has the same snap count and they're going to do the exact same with it. Is just, it just never makes sense to me, and I, I don't really like that when it comes to their grading scales personally. But that, that like if a human being looks at a list and sees Justin Houston's above Cleo Mack and they take it to heart and say that Justin Houston was better than Cleo Mack last year, th- then they have no business talking about football. Like You can just watch football. You can be a box score watcher if you want, but don't get into arguments about players and stuff like that if you haven't watched them. That, that's just a big pet peeve of mine.
2: Dear Coach Nation, Miles um, Garrett, who was selected number one overall about four years ago, I believe in 2017, he had seven sacks as a rookie. Chase Young last year had seven and a half sacks as
0: a rookie. And Miles Garrett is a dog. Miles Garrett has been a dog since day one that he walked on the football field, too.
2: And he had seven sacks. So if you see the end of the season and Quitty Pay has five sacks or four sacks, it's not a bust. Remember, I'm saying this now. I know it's June, but I'm going to stand on this throughout the season. and I'm, I'm sure all of us are going to stand on this throughout the season. Like, if, if you finish with four and a half sacks, it is not a failed season. Chris Ballard didn't miss on another pass rusher. Guys, please just tone down the expectations for this man. What you got, Dustin?
0: So the position I'm going to say, I mean, if you've listened to us, you probably are going to know what I'm going to say. I'm going to say corner. Um, I am just not as big on the corners that the Colts have as other people. Um, I think there's some developmental guys there that could take steps forward. Sure. Sure. I just want a sure thing on the outside and I don't think the Colts have one at all. Um, I, I like Xavier Rhodes a little like, I, I'm not, I,
2: hates Xavier I don't,
0: I don't hate Xavier. There's nowhere near Michael with Molly Cox, my biggest thing. And I've talked about it before. I just expect regression. I really do. I just don't see a way he doesn't regress next year. And that scares me um, to have a regressed Xavier Rhodes is your number one option. And you really don't have anyone else that can even take the load at the two if you need him to. And I'm going to keep saying this guy's name. I'm going to keep tweeting at him until he signs elsewhere and breaks my heart. Steven Nelson is a free agent. Steven Nelson was a number one corner last year and had to deal with it being in a bad cornerback room. Um, He, the Steelers, Mike Hilton is a good slot corner. He's a top five slot corner in the NFL. He's, he's really good at what he does. I think Joe Hayden sucks now. I really do. I've watched his tape and the last couple of years, I think his reaction time is just pitiful. I think his hit movement is just not where it used to be. Like I, People throw on the word wash too much. I think Joe Hayden's just washed. I think because of his name, people look at him like he's like some top 25 corner, and he's just not. Steven Nelson had to be the guy in a bad cornerback room, and he produced. He, he just flashed on, on tape when I watch him. I think he can come in and not only be the opposite of Xavier Rhodes, but I think they can go, they can intertwine as the one and two. And that's a huge break and a huge blessing a team can have to be able to have someone like that. And I don't think the Colts have that right now. And that scares me. I mean, you're not supposed to make reactive moves, but I mean, the Julio Jones move to me should put the Colts on notice that they have to improve a spot where some people may say is the best in the division. Some people won't. Um, we talked about it last week, and I think you need to go get one of these guys that's a free agent right now. I'm not the biggest Richard Sherman guy, but I would even go get Richard Sherman if he wants to come here.
2: I mean, Chris Bell is not a reactive type of guy like you said but man you have to you have to show that you're you're just not totally on your own island and you're just no pun intended nelson but um you have to show that you you know you are aware of your situ- of your surroundings and your situation and like you said we talked to Matt Eberflus and and he's not even sure who's going to start at the second outside corner so if you're not sure that you have a number 2 on the roster or a guy that you're not solely confident enough so how are you going to expect him to play at a higher level when the season starts? Uh, Like like they say, when you have two quarterbacks, you really have no quarterbacks. Like If you have four guys buying for one spot, then that means you really don't have a guy that you can rely on or that you feel like is confident enough to be able to take that spot. You're just going to end up having a competition and you're going to go with the guy that performs best that particular week. But we all know a cornerback. It it, it varies. You know, your confidence varies. You just have to have a short memory when you're playing a position like cornerback. And Steven Nelson, I think, will bring something that this cornerback room doesn't have yet. And I think that he's a guy that can actually be an upgrade over Xavier Rose, who our our best corner is right now. I think Xavier Rose is best when he's covering the bigger receivers, a lot of guys that's not as quick-footed. But if we get a guy like Steven Nelson, he can take this defense to the next level especially when we don't have a consistent pass rush going into the season that we can rely on it's different when you have a cornerback that that's that's a little bit shaky but you have a dominant pass rush then you don't rely on that guy to make those type of plays you make the game really easy for those guys and that's the best thing you can do when you're a, when you're a cornerback is have a consistent
1: pass rush um i'm with you guys i mean when it comes to corners Steven Nelson is obviously intriguing, but man, I just love the idea of Richard Sherman coming in, man. I mean, we, we want to build up Rocky sin. We want to build up Marvell tell. And I don't think I, this is a position unlike the tight end position where I want to say, give the young guys reps. Cause I really like Isaiah Rogers. I want to see where Marvell tell has grown. There's been some great things said about him. So I'm I'm very interested to see where this goes, but absolutely Richard Sherman, Steven Nelson. These are guys that could potentially take the Colts to the next level based on the mentality. Both of these guys bring the energy, the playing style that they bring. So I'm, I'm really eager to see that. I mean, it, I, I still want to see who Rocky Sin is. Mm-hmm. I still want to see who Marvell is. I want to see where Isaiah Rogers goes. So Steven Nelson and Richard Sherman are literally the two guys that come to mind. I don't think I'm really looking at anyone else. I mean, at this point, this close to training camp, are you really looking to add players to your roster, though? I mean, Chris Ballard has always said we're always going to look to get better in various types of ways. So, hey, maybe. Maybe he
0: just decides, okay. Steven Nelson and Richard Shermer are signed somewhere before the season starts. Guaranteed. Uh like it's just I wouldn't happen.
1: be sh- I wouldn't be shocked if they last until preseason. I would
0: not be shocked if they I did. mean I mean maybe maybe he wait for injuries and stuff like that, but they're gonna get jobs. I mean, I don't care which one you go. That's not true. I'm not gonna lie to the fans. I do care which one they go after, Steven Nelson all the way. Um, but if it's Richard Sherman, I'm down for that too. The biggest thing is, even different than pass rush, edge rushers will get better as they take snaps, as they are on the field, getting to learn the position. It's just such a tough position to play. The thing about corners, though it's probably the toughest position to play in the NFL because you're having to run step-by-step step with some of these receivers, even in the zone schemes, you're having to cover some of these areas that quarterbacks are going to eat. They're going to bite. They're going to get you on. I just think you need another veteran in the room for the outside. Um, I just think you need that. There's just too much youth that are going to be battling for a starting spot because everyone keeps looking at the CB3 name, number and name that people are throwing around. But, but it's the second outside corner. This is the guy that's going to be covering the – depending on if Xavier Rhodes travels um, this year and not plays sides of the field, is going to have to cover the X and the Z receivers next year. Like, these are guys that need experience, and, like, that's why you need to sign one, in my opinion. That's why it's, to me, is a way bigger need than people made it out to be this offseason. Mm. So – I actually, uh, since we're
1: on this position, I actually have a hot take. I'm not sure if it's a hot take, but I have a big hot take. I think Isaiah Rodgers outsnaps Rocky Sin this year. On the outside,
0: or in general, just
1: in general, just in general.
0: Not I think counting special teams.
1: Him. Not counting special. No, at the corner position, I think he outsnaps Rocky Sin. I, I don't know. If if Rock's gonna overcome just those regular instincts he's had as a ref, as a wrestler, as an athlete, he hasn't shown much discipline two years into his career, um, and he's still still relatively new to the position. I want to give him that that much. Uh, James Rowe will see where it goes, but man, I have really just fallen in love with Isaiah Rogers. I really have. I I, I like
0: this. Michael kid, man, Michael but- hates Juju Smith-Schuster for being a TikToker, and his favorite Colts are Michael Pittman Jr. and Isaiah Rogers. Hot take. They do right.
1: not let it distract the team. I will say that.
2: Cornerback cornerback hot take. If the Colts don't take a don't don't look into Richard Sherman or Steven Nelson, the Colts take a fly on Gary Conley.
0: Huh? At Ohio State. Nah, 25 nah. 25
2: years old. I'm telling you. Long boundary type bill. It's right up Ballard's alley. Guy who's had a checkered pass for whatever reason. And who played well, actually, is Ricky Year out there um, for the Raiders. But ever since then, it's just been downhill for him. But Ballard loves re- reclamation projects, man. I wouldn't
1: be surprised uh, if they took a flyer on him. I mean, they could take a flyer on him, but I guarantee he probably won't make the roster. I, yeah, no, I'm out on Gary on I'm, I'm out. Okay. That's a hot All take. Right. So is that, is, is that it? Any hot takes from you, Destin? All right. Hey, we're going to get into our last topic here, guys. And this is actually going to be a fun one because we're going to decide and we're going to look into what teams, not just not just Colts, we're going to get into the NFL. What teams have taken a step forward and what teams have taken a step back? All right. So I'm actually going to allow Rashad to go first. And I swear to Jesus, if you take my team, I'm going to be upset. All right, I'm going to be, move some
2: furniture around.
1: Well, no, we're not moving furniture. I'm basically just going to throw you over the furniture. I'm going to pick the furniture up and throw it at you. That's what we're going to do. So, Rashad, All right, so what are we doing first? Most improved? No, go oh. both. Go. No, actually, go. Yeah, go. Who took the step forward?
2: Okay, the team that took the step forward to me. Don't do it. Is. The New York Football Giants, man.
1: Rick Rashad, the New York Football
2: Giants. I'm sorry. I man. knew I should have
1: said I would go first. I knew I should have said I went first.
2: You had you this had this, your chance to go first. Now this you is what me. happens
1: when you try to be nice. People, exactly. It, it be your own that turned their back on you.
2: They brought back Leonard Williams, who, who who looked for the first time in his career, in my opinion, like an elite pass rusher for the first time last year. He had a big, really big year last year. They got the marquee receiver on the market kenny galladay who's adding to that receiving room with slayton and shepherd is they have a dynamic receiving room with and evan your boy ingram at and, your,
0: end. and your boy tony yes and
2: they added john ross they got man the giants is a really talented football team they throw kyle rudolph in as a backup tight end to evan ingram so they can run two tight end sets or right, bring Kyle Rudolph in in the red zone. We saw it back in the past when he was a threat by him being six foot six, six foot seven. The Giants are going to be real fun to watch. And on defense, you throw in the Dory Jackson, who they signed from the Titans. I think they have a chance to really make strides in that division, man. I know Mike is rooting for Washington football team in that division. We hate the Cowboys, so we're not going to acknowledge them. And the Eagles is the Eagles. So, I think the Giants got a chance to really compete this year, man. They dominated. They had a really good offseason. So that's what I'm going to go with as far as a step forward.
1: All right.
0: First off, screw
1: you, okay? So <laughs> secondly, uh, I'm going to go next, okay, since you just wanted to <laughs> You're take cut the Dustin team off. I was hey, say. If,
0: if it makes him feel better, I know for a fact that Michael won't say mine because he won't agree with mine.
1: Oh, uh-oh. Uh, I'm, ant- I'm interested to hear Dustin's now. Uh, I, I'm scared for what he
0: might say. I I swear if, hey hey if you want me to go first I I promise you it's not who you'll say. Let him go,
1: Mike.
2: Send him out there, Mike. Send him out there.
0: Uh, I see my first show back. Y'all really
1: want y'all really want me to throw a tantrum? Destin, the floor is unfortunately
0: yours. (laughs) Say, I'm not lying. I promise you, he's going to disagree with me. I'm going to say I'm going to say the other team in New York. I'm going to go to the New York Jets. I like the coaching staff they added. Um, I like Salah a lot. I, I think I think he is going to be bringing just a whole new attitude. Because to me, that mindset and that attitude for a defense is everything. Wow! It, it can change. Stop what you're talent. saying. Stop
1: what you're saying. I don't even know what you're saying. Stop what you're saying. I just have to walk off the show. Stop right there. Okay, we're going to talk about this.
0: Oh, but I have but more Jay, to say. I have more to Jay. say. I have more to say, and then you can complain. I have to explain well, man, why I'm, I think I'm, it. I, I, I might I, start starting, starting cocaine now. I'm not. Might, I'm not I saying. I'm not saying I think the Jets are going to be a playoff team next year. I just think they took a huge stride towards being one of the worst teams in the NFL, worst <laughs> rosters. And I like a lot of the their roster spots this next year. I really do. I think Zach Wilson is going to come in, and I think he's going to be a better fit in the New York um, market. I think he's going to be a better fit with this roster. Um, and I, I'm not even anti. Sam Darnold guy, um, I just think Zach Wilson is gonna is actually pretty pro ready to play right away, and he's gonna get that chance to play right away in New York. Um, I like the defense in New York. I do. I, I think Quentin Williams is one of the better young interior linemen in the NFL. I, I think that Robert Sala, like I said, is gonna improve a lot of these average um, linebackers that they had this past year. Just with that mindset and mentality over there, and they got Michael Carter at running back who. Eventually, me, Rashad, and someone else from the Blue Stable are going to be starting a fantasy football podcast for the Blue Stable, and you're going to hear how much I love Michael Carter in fantasy formats next year. Uh, And I got to say this before Michael gets the floor. They drafted my boy Elijah Moore. That's what this is about. Like the Jets. I, I just really think the Jets took a really nice step forward towards maybe not this season being a team that is like, people are scared to play but they're they're just building towards the future and, and i love what they did this offseason so we're going back to our draft talk you didn't catch enough L's, did you Destin? you didn't
1: catch enough L's, did you okay all right you know what
0: hey I, did i lie to you though i didn't lie to you i told right. you you would disagree with
1: At me. head coach we do not know if they upgraded okay i'll say that first and foremost we do not michael know.
0: Destin, Michael, What? Adam, what, what? there is no. Has to he go even has,
1: has he even coached a preseason game as the head coach? Michael, yes or no? Do yes you how or no? Destin Adams, you has, you he, remember, coached ha, pre, has Adam he coached? Do you remember? he a preseason?
0: No, he has not.
1: Okay, thank you. That's all I needed to hear. Okay. God uh, Okay, Zach Wilson, has he played one professional snap of pro football? No. Okay, has Elijah Moore? played one snap of professional football against a pro corner. No. Okay, then. Michael All right. So what you just said is my answer to you. No. Okay? No. Zach Wilson will not be better than Sam Darnold. I actually do what they did with their offensive line. But- this is really what this is all about. You want to get back into this draft debate about Elijah Moore. You want to get back to this. I tried being nice to you. I tried giving it what you wanted, okay? I told you Elijah Moore was good. I told you I liked him. But now you want to bring it up. Now you want to get under my skin. See, this is what – this see, I swear it's the same thing with you. I, I swear it's the same thing with you. You always want to get under my skin. You always want to do this, okay? See, here's the bottom line to it, all right? They did upgrade in some areas. They even got Carl Lawson. Are but they – Are nice they said, No. Are they on, don't interrupt do Are interrupt. Are they
0: better? We're so you, you were asking me one answer, one word question. That's one answer. The question was teams that took steps forward. Do you believe the jets are better this year than they were last year? I, uh,
1: I don't know. Stop I don't know. It. Stop it. I don't know. Like, I, don't, I can't say that when they haven't played a game yet. I I, I can't. But if but that's everybody, but if you just want to go on paper, they improved a little bit, but where I don't see where the difference maker is going to be. What, I didn't think that highly of Carl Lawson. I wanted to go after him, but I even said after he got that contract, hell no, he was not worth that contract. And I would have gave it
0: to him. He's I, 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 I would have gave Carl Lawson that contract.
1: All right. And you would have been given handed L's by every left tackle in the league too. So here's the thing about it. All right. They still don't have a defense. Offensive line is still under construction. Okay. All right. Zach Wilson, we'll, he's a rookie. I got to treat him differently, better, differently than I did with him coming out of the draft. I'm going to pay close attention to him. Okay. I want to see a lot of things because you say a lot of things translate, but what doesn't translate is the talent that he went up against in college. He's not going to be facing no more guys that are now working for State Farm. That's he, not going to happen.
0: But it's not like he played at Alabama. The, the talent he's going to have on his team is also going to But be he better.
1: also didn't play against teams like Alabama that were competitive. He also didn't do that. So, look, <laughs> I appreciate your love for Zach Wilson. I appreciate your love for Elijah Moore. Okay? You wanted to rile me up on my first show back?
0: Hey, I was honest I with you. you. I told you you were going I appre- to disagree with me. I, I, appreciate, I prepped you.
1: I appreciate it, Destin, okay? I am very tempted to reach through this computer and give you an inside leg kick and make you walk on one leg for the next week, okay? I am very tempted. But my leg weighs about 100 pounds. I don't know if I can do that, okay? I don't know. Not yet, okay? Maybe not. I got to do a little bit more stretching. But what do you got, Mike? Okay, okay, it's your so, turn. It's my turn. All right. I don't have a blunt with me. Okay. All right. Okay. So my team, I had two teams before we started recording. I had two teams. Rashad wanted to take one away from me. So I'm going to say the second one. I'm surprised, surprised. I'm going to go Washington. They upgraded all around. They didn't lose big pieces. Adding William Jackson, adding a good uh, linebacker, who I think is going to be really good in uh, Davis. And, Their defensive line returns. They're going to have those corners, their safety. They're upgrading with Jones coming in. Collins, we don't know if he's going to evolve at all. I I don't know. But when you look at offense, man, Logan Thomas is coming in healthier. They brought in some linemen. Okay. Curtis Samuel, Terry McLaurin, they're going to make difference. I want to see where Antonio Gandy-Golden develops. I want to see where that's going to happen for him. Ryan Fitzpatrick, look, man, he's the ultimate pro. Uh, he can be as hot as anyone. he can be as cold as anyone. But if he gets hot, this Washington team, they're gonna win the division. If he gets hot for 10 games, they're winning the division especially with that one two punch at running back, come on now, come on, mckissick and Gibson, that's gonna be the team because they, I think in my mind drafted well. they also got um they also got Derek Forrest, which which I mentioned to, they upgraded the safety position. I really loved him coming out of the draft, as you guys know. I and really, he'll impact the special teams. Yes, he will. And I think he's going to – I might give him a chance to be the starter uh, midseason. I will because I think he can perform because Ron Rivera really likes his safeties, but he also really likes his linebackers. Jamin Davis, I am expecting good things in his rookie year. Not great. I mean, I don't think everyone can come in and perform like – a Darius Leonard or a Luke Keekley did in their rookie years. I don't think not everybody can do that. But I like where Washington has uh grown where they've developed. Now, it's going to be about where your team is at and if you feel comfortable to start going all in on your next quarterback. But definitely, I think Washington took the necessary steps to continue to get better. So, now, we're going to switch it up a little bit. Now, we're going to talk about a team that took a step back. All right, took a step back. Now, both of y'all are not in my good graces right now, but Destin, I am going to let you
0: go first. We decided pre-show that we're going to take the Texans off the field market right, here. Right. Um, just because the obvious answer, we're going to try to put a little bit more on there. I could say who I know Michael's going to say just to piss him off, but I won't. Um, Cause I'm, I'm a better person than that. I really am. <sighs> The team that I think got worse this offseason, I'm going I'm to go the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, mm. I just I just didn't really like most of the moves they made. I thought it was strange to basically just strip your offensive line during the offseason after watching the ch- what happened to the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Um, weird reaction, um, especially. I just didn't. I just felt like they had so many possibilities they could have went and improved places, and they just didn't even. It didn't even feel like they were involved in anything. It didn't feel like the Raiders were even in like talks with any of the big name guys. And and to me, I mean, I understand that Gruden and man, their GM just like completely left my head just now. Uh, Mayock, Um, Gruden and Mayock are two huge names in the football world. I don't know how they couldn't be on the hot seat. Um, Just being so mediocre this last couple of years and not really improving as a team. I I just really think this is a big year for those two. Um, If I was in charge of the Las Vegas Raiders, if this team isn't competing for a playoff spot in the last two weeks of the season, I'm booting them both. Yeah, Mayock's
1: going to be gone before Gruden is because Gruden has that 10-year contract. I think draft picks like Saul and Morig, shout out Trayvon, man, I'm still uh, rooting for you. I think those are solid pieces, but I, I don't know where they move the middle because of the so many holes they still have. Yannick Ngakwe was a good signing. You mean, I'm, you I'm, mean I'm,
0: Leatherwood, not Derisaw.
1: Oh, Le- Leatherwood. Yes, Derisaw went to freaking... Um, Minnesota. Minnesota. Minnesota, yes, Okay freaking forgot about that all right leatherwood yeah my boy leatherwood wish you were a cult but um yeah i mean i i'm the offensive line still problematic pass rush is that gonna be good linebacker what are you gonna do there secondary still a lot of questions man but yeah if they have another losing season i fully expect and i think we're all gonna agree mayock's gonna be gone before Gerudo.
2: yeah to say um mayock as been a draft analyst for as long as he was and was one of the guys that was really respected in that area. I will have to say that his run as GM has been disappointment, even his draft picks that he's made since he's been, he's took a lot of risks, a lot of swings and misses. And and it's coming back to bite him, man, because you can see that that team is void of talent in certain areas, but their money is spent. So, you know, when you, when you're pretty strapped cap wise, you have to draft really well. And, And we've seen that, they haven't done that so far. So
0: I, I agree with you, Dustin. Too, too many risks that don't pay off. I mean, it's kind of like what, I, what we said about um, John Robinson from Tennessee this past week. The biggest thing is you can take these risks. You need to take those risks in this business, but when none of the risks you take are hitting you have to be held responsible. And I mean, it feels like the Raiders are involved every year in being that team that reaches in round one for a guy they like more than others, instead of just trading back and doing the smart thing and just trying to get the guy at a better value. Um, and I understand overreactions to draft spots happen every year. And that's something that we shouldn't put too much weight in, but it just feels like it's every year. The Raiders are that team is taking that risk, trying to hit on something like that. And, I just I just really felt like there was an opportunity to improve this year and they didn't take it. Yeah.
2: I, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with the Detroit Lions. Um, they traded away Matthew Stafford to start the offseason and it really just went downhill from there. Uh, it they wasn't able to keep it was able to keep Romeo Aquara. That was about the bright spot of their offseason. Breaking tra- every
0: Colts fan's heart this offseason
2: and drafting Penny Sue. Was was also good, but I mean they, they lost Matt Stafford, they lost Kenny Galladay, they lost Marvin Jones Jr., they lost uh, who else did they lose Gerard Davis, they lost Marcus Trufant, like they I mean Desmond Trufant I'm sorry, uh, they they just struggled. They lost Danny Shelton as well. They just struggled to start their rebuild off the right way. I mean they didn't they didn't go after any young players in free agency. Some guys that they could have surrounded. Uh, Jared Goff with they ended up signing I think Rashad Perryman at at receiver he's going to be the number one receiver I believe him and Tyrell Williams that's another guy maybe the
0: rookie um, Amon St. Brown or whatever it is from Uh USC
2: yeah that they drafted I I believe in the fourth round or something something like that third round third round or fourth round but they just really is void of talent and Jared Goff, we saw with talent around him, didn't perform the greatest in a Sean McVay system. So what is he going to do with a new head coach, a former tight end coach of the Saints, Dan Campbell? I just don't see that offense or that defense performing really well this season. And and, and I think they were already a bad team last year, and I think they just took another step backwards.
1: I'm I'm really torn between two teams out of the NFC. I'm I'm looking at... New Orleans and Dallas. I'm looking at both of those teams because neither of them really added talent this year. Um, I mean, Dallas, I mean, their offense, okay, on paper, you look good, but you had that same offense last year and you were 0-4. So I'm not entirely sure what that does for you. The defense, are you going to rely on Neville Gallimore? Tristan Hill? You let go Antoine Woods, the heart and soul of your defense. Now he's on the Colts. Linebacker, DeMarcus Lawrence hasn't really taken a step forward. Micah Parsons, I don't know. I think he's a really talented linebacker, but where are you going to play him? How are you Second, gonna the, yep. the secondary, Kelvin Joseph, bringing in another rookie. The, the safety you did nothing with. There's no depth. You took a step back. For the Saints, I mean, Jesus Christ, it happened more with releasing than it did Signing or drafting? I mean, let, let me go through the list here. I mean, they released Emmanuel Sanders, Janoris Jenkins. Uh, believe it was Quan Alexander as well. Yep. I mean, that is big time production that you let go. Um, Trey Hendrickson, he went to the Bengals. I mean, Destin and I had our conversations uh, about him not replicating that um, production, so it was time to cash in. He left, but where? Where Cam Jordan is getting older are you going to rely on Marcus Davenport at quarterback Jameis Winston or Taysom Hill
0: are you confident there no you're not so not not because I enjoy making Michael upset which is a true statement I do enjoy making Michael upset but this is my honest opinion I I truly believe that the Dallas Cowboys are going to win that division. I do. Um, well, it's but, wide open. It, it's wide open. I'm just saying, if I had to put my money on someone, and I mean, come week one, I'll probably put money on every division just to like have a little on them. Mm-hmm. And you're bound to win a few if you bet on every division. Just a suggestion for any of my betters out there listening. My money's going to go on Dallas. I just don't really trust the quarterback situation anywhere else. Um, I mean, the defense isn't all, isn't all that improved. But to me, if Dak is fully healthy and that receiving core takes another step, because Gallup and CeeDee Lamb are going to get better, they're like they're they're still that young kind of talent. Amari Cooper is still that guy. I would be shocked if the Cowboys don't win that division next year if Dak is healthy. I
1: I I would I would not be shocked if they didn't because I mean people keep acting like Dak is a hundred percent and I know the teammates are going to come out like they have been uh, to the media oh man it's night and day I mean he, he he's the same well it's the same when your defenders are literally purposely of on purpose avoiding contact with you I mean we're not going to find out until Sunday we're not I mean, when football starts playing, does he move the same? Does he get out of the pocket the same? Does he run up field the same? Does he just dance around the pocket the same? We're not going to know this until he does. That is a major question. That is a major injury he suffered. So until he plays live snaps, I I don't want to give him the benefit of the doubt yet. I am rooting for him. I am a huge Dak Prescott fan. He is one of the best, if not the best leader of a franchise in the league right now, and I mean, who who doesn't want to step on the field with this guy? He is nothing but heart, soul, passion, talent. He's the whole package. But when I look at the NFC East, I got to go with teams that have defenses. The New York Giants offense was not that good, but their defense had them in a lot of games. Now you bring on Kadarius Toney, Kenny Galladay, Saquon Barkley is back. I mean, kind of like with Carson Wentz, Daniel Jones doesn't have an excuse he doesn't you either step up or you're just getting traded or cut so and I agree with Destin I don't trust that situation but I am eager to see what that becomes like I want to give a player the benefit of the doubt all the time just based on competitiveness their want to be great in Washington their defense got better how could that defense get better they got better their offense got better the coaching staff is still a plus over Dallas so That's why it seems wide open between those three teams. Philadelphia is going to go play for Sam Howell because Jalen Hurts is going to stink it up. But when it comes to the rest of the three teams, I I side with New York and Washington because defense matters, man. I know know quarterback, it's a quarterback-driven league, but Tom Brady doesn't win these Super Bowls without those defenses behind his back. Patrick Mahomes didn't have a defense behind his back. And he lost the Super Bowl. He should have really lost to the 49ers, but Jimmy Garoppolo threw his team out of a tra- championship ceremony. So, I mean, I-, I gotta side with the defenses here a little bit. So I'm I'm actually not mad. Destin, you failed uh at your goal. I'm not mad at that because it's actually pretty wide open, but I am gonna side with Washington in that division.
2: Hey man, I'm not mad. Uh I think both of those teams took steps back that you named uh, Dallas That defense, man. I don't like it. I don't like it. It's it's very young and inexperienced. Uh, The veterans that they do have, like you said, didn't, didn't take steps like they anticipated and that linebacker core is pretty solid, but that pass rush is non-existent. That secondary is non-existent. And they're going to be in shootouts this year, man. They're really going to be in shootouts. But luckily for them, they have a, the, the type of offense that can have shootouts. So we'll, we'll see what happens with them.
1: Yeah. So is there anything else that we that we want to discuss before we hop off here? No. Nope. All right. Well, I guess the guys went ahead and told me, y'all. It was a fun, fun episode back. Uh my blood pressure has been really high the last two weeks and it continues to stay high. So I just want to say that I missed you guys. I really did. Uh,
0: I'm, glad, I'm glad the NBA season's over so we can be friends again, Michael.
1: Right. It, it seems like I haven't talked to you guys in so long. I, I mean, my goodness, man, I enjoy Nate. He's my guy, but man, there's nothing like Colts. Colts, football, Colts, just talking Colts, man. I miss it. Glad to be back together. We're all in this together. Hey, hey 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 okay no okay never mind but guys this has been another episode of the official podcast of fan Sided. shout out to fan Sided. make sure you go on their website check out our podcast you can also check it out there apple podcast spotify you can check it all there guys he is destin adams he is rashad mcginnis i am michael Tarazas. thank you welcome back it's gonna be nothing but fire takes it's gonna be nothing but fun around here also Head over to Twitter. Head over to Blue Stable. Check out that giveaway we're doing. Get us to 1K followers. Get us there. And you want, let's just say, I'll go ahead and announce it now. Two tickets are on the line. All right? Two tickets are on the line. If you want to go there for free, hit that follow button. Make sure you You can take me. Take me. Whoever wins, take me.
0: Sean's going to fly out just so he can be your guest
1: oh wow okay so we're doing vip now okay all right i didn't know we were, I didn't know we were doing vip now That's that's different blue stable moving up but also guys hey just thank you again uh for all your support and all your love guys we really appreciate it once again he is Destin. he is rashad i am michael we will see you next week
0: save big on brunch for mom all in the kroger app